Hello and welcome back to a new episode of Girl Recovering. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about what to expect from a diagnosis. So a little bit about my background with getting a diagnosis is I've gotten two before in my life and they are a scary thing to prep yourself for, for sure. And you want to make sure to have a few steps in your mind to know before you go in to have a diagnosis done. A lot of people decide not to just because they're too scared to know the results, they don't want to know, and yes, a lot of people say that they get misdiagnosed, and you hear that all the time, and that's something that scared me too because so many people talk about that, and you know, my own counselor had said Sometimes what you think the psychologist will say to you about your diagnosis, you just don't even feel like that's true because no one can really know what's going on inside your brain. They do the best with the information they have, but at the end of the day, you know you the best. So that's kind of something to know before going into a diagnosis is that, you know, maybe you might hear something that just sounds unfamiliar and I'm not saying if you hear something and you don't like it, then it's just wrong. But sometimes you may think a certain way and you may think that you have symptoms of a certain disorder and a psychologist may not. It's kind of touch and go and it's a really, really slippery slope with that just because you may think you have an illness and a psychologist may not. And the psychologist could be right and they could not be right. It all depends on how much you tell them because they're going to ask you questions that they know will give them the best answer. So it is your job to tell them all these answers as thoroughly and as specifically as you can. Okay, so going back into kind of my personal experience with it, the first time I got a diagnosis was about a year ago, and it was my, I was obviously my first ever one, and I was very scared, but I was eager. It took me a while to muster up the courage to go and do one. I had been working with a counselor for a while, and I thought it was a good idea to go and finally get a name to what was going on with me because I knew there was something was wrong. Of course, I was absolutely terrified. I put it off for so long, and eventually one day I just kind of said, okay, well, let's just do it. Like, I'm struggling so much. I want to know what's going on and what can help me. So during my diagnosis, they asked me a lot of questions I did not expect. I think the third question in was, am I in a relationship? It seriously was name, age, are you in a relationship? That was how it went. And I was very taken aback by that. And yeah, that was very interesting to me as to why they asked that. But that's something that kind of surprised me. But All in all, it was an okay experience, and I did it with a nurse practitioner who then took her notes to a psychologist, and then they made a diagnosis together, and again, I'm no doctor in saying this, I was just following what I was hearing from my counselor, so that's what I did, and it was really hard for me to obviously admit what was going on, and I told her things that I've never told anyone, and it was very eye-opening and it was very emotional and that's just what's going to happen. Unfortunately, that is the way it goes. It is an emotional thing because you have to basically pour your heart and soul out in order to get a proper diagnosis because it isn't like a physical illness where they could just take an x-ray or look at your body and find out what's wrong with you. You have to tell them because they can't look into your mind. So that is something you kind of have to be prepared for and she 
told me at the end what she thinks it could be. She, of course, talked about it with a doctor, and when she did tell me this diagnosis, I was shocked. I did not expect it at all, and it made sense for sure. I'm not going to say she lied or any of it was wrong. It definitely made sense, but it was a lot to process. And, of course, I wanted to wait until I got a definitive diagnosis from the doctor. I got a few-page report about what the nurse practitioner had t taken from our session and what observations she made and then finally the diagnosis and treatment options. It's really interesting for me to read over what someone is observing of you and to kind of step back and see someone writing about you and see what they're saying and noticing, oh my goodness, like that is me. And it's a really crazy experience for me. However, that was just the first diagnosis, and to be honest, I thought that one was a lot better than the second one, because the girl I was working with, she was very nice, it was very one-on-one, -on -one. she was making sure that I was comfortable and safe, and it was a very good environment to do everything in, and my counselor was right outside the door, so I was in a very safe environment, and that's something that I really recommend, is try to go with someone or to somewhere where you feel safe and comfortable in, because that's going to be the best. So the second time that I got one was in October, November, I believe, and it was when I was living in Kingston at university. This second diagnosis that I had was with the Center for Addiction and Mental Health, also known as CAMH, and we me, we being me and my counselor had put in a request a long time ago and we got it back and I thought what's the harm in getting another one just to kind of be really sure so this one I had to go somewhere that I've obviously never been in Kingston I had to talk to doctors that I've never talked to before and they were all very nice the people who I talked to in person but also um, the actual diagnosis part was done with someone over a webcam she was a psychologist, and she was from Toronto, I believe, and I thought I'd be okay with it. It's just over webcam, it's just questions, but the whole thing came off as being very cold, and it didn't seem like she was trying to be gentle with me. It was more so just question after question, even though when I visibly didn't want to answer something and I would say I didn't feel comfortable answering, she would still push for more. The difference with the two is that in the first one, if I did that, then the person I was working with would rephrase the question so it wouldn't be as bad but she could still get an answer whereas the psychologist didn't do that she just went for the heavy hitting questions and it was too much for me to process and at the end of it I felt so scared and just uncomfortable and I did not like that experience at all and nothing against that company I'm sure it was just a lot of things culminating it could just been it was over webcam and it was a time session whereas the one before was not so that could also contribute to it there's many things that could contribute to it nothing against either company i worked with or either doctor i worked with it's just that's how it came across and that's something you do have to be aware of so one thing i would highly recommend is that you do it with someone in person someone you've trust and someone you've talked to prior or if you're looking for someone who you've never talked to before but you want to be in an environment that's safe, that's also something I recommend to do as well. I know some people like to talk to someone they've never even met just so that they feel like they won't be judged, which the whole point of a diagnosis is you're not going to be judged. They're there to help you and 
regardless of what happened between the two different sessions I had, I felt the same way about both. That person is there to help you and understand you and to give you something that you really believe. So with what I touched on before about getting a diagnosis and not feeling like it's true, I had gotten two different diagnoses. So the one I got a year ago versus the one I got in October of last year, they were slightly different. They were generally the same, but they did have different specificities to it. And I did feel like I resonated with the first one more. And I felt like I was showing symptoms of disorders that a psychologist would say I didn't. And obviously, they're a doctor. I am not. I had to listen to them. But I also know family history and things like that. So I don't say that I have these disorders but I know that it's a possibility that that could grow or that I have symptoms of it and that's something I have talked about with a doctor before is you can have symptoms of something but it not be a full illness yet. Another thing too is people who get diagnoses they tend to be frightened because they don't want to be given this label. Getting labeled with a mental illness is something people get scared of and It's just something that needs to be treated. It's not something that defines you. I personally liked having, knowing what was going on with me so then I could treat it properly because it's easier to treat something when you know definitively what it is. And of course that can be a slippery slope because there are misdiagnoses, but that's why I got two. And even though they were slightly different, both of them still gave the same recommendation for treatment. In that case, I know what to do. I know what exactly to reach out for. I know the certain treatment that I need to do. I know what's going to work for me and what's not going to work for me. And I know a lot of people want diagnoses just to get on a certain medication to help. And that's not always the case. A mental illness diagnosis is different from a physical illness diagnosis because in a mental illness diagnosis, it's both of you working together. Because you have to share and they have to ask you the questions that they need. Because, like I said, it's not a physical examination. They just can't look at your body and know what's wrong with it or do a test and know what's wrong with your body. You have to tell them what's been going on. And you have to share that all you can. So it might be beneficial to you beforehand to think about what could come up in conversation to prepare yourself so that you're not blindsided and overwhelmed by all this information that you have to share that could be really emotionally traumatizing for you to bring all that up again. It might be better for you to think about it before and then go in with that. But at the end of the day, getting a mental illness shouldn't be a bad thing. It obviously has to be treated and monitored, but it isn't the end of the world and It isn't this thing that you have to be ashamed of or scared of. It's something there to tell you this is what you have so you're not confused and you're not struggling with thinking you may have all these disorders. Of course, going into the second diagnosis, I was scared that I would be told, or even the first one, to be honest, I was scared that I would be told that I was crazy or I didn't have any of what I thought I did, but that's really not the case and... If you feel something's wrong, there's going to be something wrong, especially when it comes to mental illness. Not saying that they will diagnose you with a mental illness for sure, but 
they will be able to distinguish what is really going on with you because there are trained professionals who have done this before who can use their expertise and look into your mind a way that you can't. So that's why you need to reach out to doctors. It's hard to diagnose yourself. I know a lot of people do it, but not every time will it be accurate. You know, Googling isn't accurate 100% of the time. Side note about that, you definitely don't want to start going on medication or start doing treatment or anything like that before you have a diagnosis from a doctor. That's something you really need to be cautious of. So a bit of a final parting words, I guess you can say, is from my experience, you can tell that I was scared and a lot of people are, but it is worth it to book an appointment with a doctor to find out what is going on. I know doctors scare people, doctors scare me. They're not scary people though, they're always there to help you. And I know it's a lot to just book that appointment in the first place, but booking the appointment is half the battle. And it will really help you in the long run because then you won't be struggling as much as you were. You'll know how to treat it and you'll know how to help whatever's going on so you don't have to keep struggling with this alone. Because now you have a doctor there and you have treatment options that can help you. It's also not that there's just one treatment that you can do. There are many different things that doctors can prescribe you and that doesn't just mean medication. So if you don't want to go on medication, you don't have to. There's other things you can do. There's supplements, there's different type of programs. I know I'm very specific. I don't like doing focus groups or anything with groups. And I know I've been recommended that before, but that's not something I like to do. I don't like to go on medication, so... I was given a treatment plan that would work for me and there will be one out there that works for you too. Also, I know that a lot of kind of the theme around this podcast is about how I'm in university. So another note too is a lot of universities, including my own, do offer services where you can be diagnosed at school. So there are doctors that do deal with students with mental illness problems so they know how to react and they know how to handle students just like you who are going through similar things and it shouldn't be as scary because they're very trained with people your age and it will be better for you if you want to go that route and I do recommend that if you notice a problem that's lasting a long time that you do reach out while you're at school because it can really hurt a lot of different elements of your life such as your social life your academic life if you realize a problem and instead of getting help and getting a diagnosis, they just kind of sink into it more. Also, getting a diagnosis can help with not just only finding treatment, but you can also get certain accommodations in school, which can also help with you too. I know a lot of people who have got actually diagnosis from the school, they take that to the academic office and they can get accommodations for that and it really, really helps them. And... That's really something that's worth looking into, especially for school. So with that said, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you got some information from it as well. Please talk to your doctor before you make a decision about any of it. I promise that it'll be worth it in the long run because you don't just want to be sitting here suffering. You should get the help that you need and it will really help. Thank you so much for listening today. As always, I will be posting more and more on my instagram for this podcast which is at the girl recovering and with that said i hope you tune in for more episodes coming soon and have a good rest of your day